Django, I do have a couple things that I have been wanting to talk to you about. Is it about my rap rock beard? I love... So what I was thinking particularly about it was like the bandana shirt um, is very rap rock. Travis Barker, like tattoo neck. He's got like a tattoo neck thing. I do. I did, right. I, I, yeah, I put the bandana kind on. kind of Fred Dursty. Yeah, I put the bandana on so that you wouldn't see my my giant throat cut that I tried to do with my Harry's razor today. Where you got gored by a Harry's razor, hashtag not a sponsor. (laughs) Never a sponsor now. (laughs) Yes, not at this point, but we do have their razors. Well, you do. Um, Stop me dead in my tracks, Django. <laughs> Welcome to a perfectly acceptable podcast, episode 175. <laughs> sure, you know, probably. Yeah. Um, where every week we talk about comics, and that's that's all we can say with any degree of certainty uh, anymore at this point in our lives. But um, listen, we still own and run a comic store. <laughs> that's true. We can say that for sure. We, we own. Do the shit out of a comic store <laughs> to be determined yeah like uh, we own and run a comic store that is open it is technically open today not realistically open but it is technically open today and also completely closed and we'll keep everybody updated on that <laughs> um but we are here to talk about comics and other things i'm jeff and uh you know just doing it just doing it here in my home going on a lot of days in my home I'm Django, and uh, me too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, hashtag I am also. I am. Hashtag we are also. We are also. Uh, <laughs> so um, say we all. So so say we all. Mm. <clears throat> so the first off, can I just get a read from you about sweetened condensed milk? Ooh, I like it a lot when it's in Thai iced coffee. Okay. And I like it a whole lot when it's in the seven layer cookie bars that my grandma used to make out and send mm-hmm. out every year for Christmas. Um, other than that, I would say I have zero experience with sweetened condensed milk. Do you know what it is outside of being able to recite the name to me? Like, like some sort of bovine mucus? Oh, bummer deal. I've been playing Bloodborne again because I'm in my house still yeah. and it is um, it is a game where there's a secret item called tonsil stone. Enjoy really? Drink. Yeah and it is the only time outside of conversations <laughs> with you I've come across the term tonsil stone. Is it you didn't name it? No no what, they're called what is tonsil it? stones. It is um, a rock that is sort of uh <clears throat> you know, the shape that is like a circle when it's stretched out and pointy on both ends. Oh, kind of, but pointier on the ends. Like a football. It's like a football. (laughs) And, um, and, oh gosh, it's like, it makes me think that it is like a tonsil stone from these giant sort of fifth dimensional entities that are all over that game. These sort of Cthulhu-esque there's these dark Cthulhu-esque giant amygdala things. Okay. But then also, um, there's these things called amygdalas in it. And I think that that word, I think tonsil 
maybe and amygdala have a common etymology. I looked into it one time, but I can't yeah. remember how it's all connected. But I, I just, it's got to be dark, gross giants have been spitting <clears throat> up their tonsil stones and their Can stones. you smell them? Oh, but not unless I try. <laughs> what, uh, what does that have to do with sweetened condensed milk? Um, you said mucus, which was gross. Oh, and that okay. made me think of another thing that was gross. <laughs> Um, thank God it's unrelated. There's sweetened condensed milk in the smoothie I'm drinking. Um, okay. Second, did you know, here's some things that I've learned. Did you know that there is scented toilet paper? Why? I, I mean, <laughs> I make my own scented toilet paper. <laughs> yeah, I know you do. No, but really, um, like a week ago, Sam's mom sent us a care package from several weeks before that when Michigan was totally fine. And she was like, we got toilet paper. So she sent us some toilet paper. And we started using it. And there was just a couple days of me being really confused <laughs> before I finally just like tore off toilet paper and started smelling it. I was like, why? What is this? Why is this? Can you imagine buying it? And it just makes the whole thing more confusing. Like, okay, we're not in a good place originally, but we got used to it. We don't need any new sense introduced to like that whole situation that you're going, that thing that you embark on. Yeah, you need a, you need a, like a scent absorber or blocker. You don't exactly. need a, you, it, this is not an additive solution. No, no, because to introduce like a perfume-esque scent to that whole thing just makes you question. It just makes shit you- smells good. No, it doesn't. It smells well, it does weird. now. With it's, the... No, it's weird now. <laughs> it's, it smells weird. Why do you smell like that? Anyway, it's, it's, a, it's the only stuff that we've got in the house. So it's, it's what my relationship with the bathroom is oh, right now. Oh, buddy, we got, a, we got a whole pallet of toilet paper hiding upstairs in the dungeon. Yeah, which is what we call the upstairs of the store. And it's not a place in his house. Um, no. no. That's beneath his house. I've seen it. Uh, Wow, scented toilet paper. That's pretty good. Do you, have you, are you familiar with the product Poo-Pourri? Is that a Saturday Night Live thing? No, it's a real thing. The, the commercials are funny, kind of like the, are they the ones that have the unicorn pooping into ice cream cones or something like that? Anyway, it's, it's a product that you put in the toilet water, like a pump in the toilet water before you sit down to poop. And when your poop goes under the water, the oil in the poopery doesn't let the poop come back out and smell the room up. Wow. So it like it it covers it up. And if it does float too much, it it covers it in that oil and minimizes the smell. I don't I can't imagine that it's a perfect solution, but it seems a lot more scientifically sound than scented toilet paper to me. Think about the this the shameful couples that get that. Like it's it's all just yeah. people who recently started living together and are worried that their partner is gonna know that they poop. It's I gotta mean, be, right? I, I think that in the past when I've had new roommates or been living with a girlfriend or even just like started hanging out with a girl, I would wait till people fell asleep to poop. Yeah, I don't. I <laughs> I nah. I mean, I'm not advertising it, um, but you know, like I make it pretty clear like a month, I, you know, like a month into a relationship, I'm going to start talking about poop. I'm just going to get, I'm just going to touch on it. You know, I'm just going to like make sure that we know that both of us poop. Yeah. I guess that's, that's probably a lot less weird than sneaking off to put poop oil at 2am to put poop oil in your water and then, <laughs> and then use that poop oil for what it was intended. Yeah. Well, you know, as boys, I think we're blessed by, or not blessed, but gifted 
we've been given a gift from the universe that says uh, we're, we, you know, seems like society makes us less ashamed of our poops than girls have, you know, have to be. Not well, they have to yeah, be, which but. is weird because they just kind of poop clear gel. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> you and I both just got the same notification, I think. Yeah, Rob, Rob, Rob Dubray just placed his order. Oh, nice. Website, yeah. Nice. Um, <clears throat> okay, well, that wasn't me trying to be like, I know good podcast material. I'm going to get a little bit of poop humor in here. It just, I, I've been waiting to t- get your feedback on both of those things for a while. I appreciate it a lot. Uh, it's rare that I get a, a disgusting prompt mm-hmm. from really from anybody me. around me. Yeah, that's true. Everyone just sort of, um, is the term learned helplessness? I don't know. No one brings it up because they know it's going to get there soon anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, Django, let's get down to business. All can right. We, can we get down to brass tacks instead? Mulan style. Well, we can get down to brass tacks, but if we say let's get down to business, there's going to be some people that will remember Mulan. Oh, okay. I like well, that. Maybe one of the best uh, Disney songs, that song. So, Is it in the new one? No. I mean, did that even come out? I don't know. I don't think it came out. I, I have no concept of time. Did you see that trailer for that Tom Hardy Al Capone movie? No. It. Um, Does that come out this week? I think that it's going to go straight to video, it sounds like. Mm-hmm. VOD, <laughs> video on demand. I yep. don't know if it's going to be good or not, but Tom Hardy's Al Capone sounds good. How did it, did you watch Bloodshot? No, I haven't yet. Okay. It's twenty bucks, and I can't get anybody else in the house to buy into it. So it would be me paying twenty bucks to watch a movie. We paid the twenty bucks to rent Trolls. Yeah, how was it? Um, Wait, Trolls, I mean, Trolls Two, Trolls High two Voltage World Tour. Oh, World yeah, Tour. Trolls Two World. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, just so I could take a picture of it and tweet it out. Um, just because, like, the McElroys, those poor boys. Yeah. I love that in that final episode of their podcast, they were like, they were making up the fact that the Jimmy Fallon show went on vacation to like get out of them being on there. And you know, now that they think coronavirus is a way for, you know, them to not have been invited to the world premiere. Um, I, so speaking of celebrities in Mm. places you might not expect, and this is not, this is not celebrities, but, um, I watched two movies that I've never seen, three movies that I've never seen before this week. And they're all kind of older films that- Days uh, and Confused. Days and Confused was last night. Got it. Um, I watched American Graffiti a couple nights before that, which is like the- Same thing. Same thing, yeah. Days and Confused is like a spiritual successor to it. Is the third one Fast Time at Ridgemont High? That's that's the next one on my list, but I okay. haven't watched that yet. the The other one that I watched was um, Eli and I watched Boys in the Hood, which oh, I've, never I've never seen. seen that. It's good. It's not at all what I expected, uh, and I I enjoyed it. Um, um, that's I, really interesting because I do con- I consider American Graffiti, Days and Confused, and Fast Times at Ridgemont High kind of a, like a a spiritual trilogy. Um, yeah, <laughs> and I've never I've never seen American Graffiti though. Um. What I was going to say, is my audio okay? Yeah. Okay. It's, it's kind of buzzy. It's, it's buzzy in my headphones. I think um, I might have kind of a bum cable here somewhere. Yeah, those headphones might not be great. Are those ones from the store? No, they're brand new. Ron, oh, okay. Ron, got, Ron gave them to me. Oh, well, I'm just hearing... should be good. I'm just hearing it like I'm clipping here. Let me, let me unclip. I bet it's because your gain is so high up. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Okay. Yeah, that's what it was. I was, I was just hitting the red. Yeah. Um, so... Oh, yeah, we got it. Okay. 
Oh, killer. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, so while we were watching the credits to American Graffiti, I noticed a name that I recognized. And you're going you're gonna to hate this, and I promise I'm not going to do the thing that you think I'm going to do, but the name was Scott oh, Beach. Okay. Scott Beach is the guy that performed religion and politics. Okay. And I only ever knew him as this guy who had a thing on like a Dr. Demento record or something. Like, I don't even know where I got that original recording. You just thought he was some guy that had been touched by God one day to deliver the message. Well, kind of like, (laughs) like there's, there's a lot of, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of one hit wonders in the Dr. Demento universe and people that you never really thought that you would ever see anywhere else. And his name was there in the credits. And it turns out that he, he had a lot uh, or a, a few really small roles in movies, I think mostly with George Lucas. Okay. I went and saw The Way Back. The Way Back. It was a Ben Affleck movie about him being an alcoholic and then becoming a basketball coach that oh, came out like two God. weeks before the whole thing happened. Yeah. How was that? Phenomenal. It yeah. Was, was it heavy? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I didn't want anything heavy. I knew I was going to cry, but on top of it being a very good movie and like a pretty great performance from Ben Affleck, um, the score was fantastic. So like a week and a half after two weeks after I was home looking for the guy who did the score Uh and like the guy who did the score for the way back like 10 years earlier, did the score for a movie called Way Back. What? With two I words? Know. Yeah. Like the same title without the. Is it the same score without the? He did the it's score to... I didn't listen, actually. Did the movie the was score, way, way back. He did the score to Way Back, and he did score for The Way Back. Exactly. They just rearranged all the words. It might have actually been The Way Back and The Way, Way Back. I can't okay. remember. Either way uncanny i wonder if he remembered are they doing uh the back way (laughs) that's a porno django and it's already been made maybe he did the music okay okay before we get into comic stuff let's talk about what i watched (laughs) uh can i guess if you get it based on what i just said i'm gonna be impressed but i don't think you will uh tonsil stones Oh, bum deal, man. When you say it, I imagine them just starting to fall out of my throat. It's the worst. When you say it, it's like, it reminds me of the story where you said you were walking down the street one day and they just started falling out of your mouth. (laughs) That happened to me a couple days ago, too. Oh, God. Okay. (laughs) It was bitter. Yeah, I would. Yeah, okay. Um, The bitter, the bitter rot. Um, The bitter way back. What I watched was... Um, Oliver Stone's The Doors followed oh. up immediately by the Johnny Depp narrated documentary When You're Strange about The Doors. Which one was more realistic? Well, you know, I did the exact same thing and watched those two back to back like eight years ago. Um, and I think the documentary is probably more realistic because, you know, Oliver Stone's thing is, I mean, he made a movie that was entertaining. But I think it's actually a really good movie. <clears throat> I like it a lot. Yeah, I, I remember, I think it was maybe the last movie that they showed in 70 millimeter film at the theater I used to work in. Okay. Um, if it wasn't the last one, it was near the end and they were making a big deal out of the fact that they could get a 70 millimeter print for it. So I 
saw it. I, I'm sure I saw it, but I'm sure I also sat in the front row and was a jackass kid. So I'm not much of a, I'm not like a big doors fan, but as I was watching it, it occurred to me that I, you, I feel like you don't like the doors. I don't have an opinion on the doors. I think I don't like Jim Morrison. Cause he's um, an asshole kind of in that movie. Yeah. And I think he was kind of a butthead in real life. Yeah. But, but I don't know that he was a giant butthead for the time. Like, I think, I, I don't think that his attitude has aged well. And that doesn't mean that he wasn't an asshole back then. But I, I think that he didn't have, there weren't as many checks and balances at that point to smack people down. That's exactly the conversation I had with Sam about it, which like afterwards, because I was doing a little bit of reading with him and like, he's one of just a couple figures that's kind of like credited with, credited with kind of being the first to start that like the, the rock star image of like black mm-hmm. leather pants and like aloof and drug problems. TV and, into the swimming pool. Yeah. 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 Like, you know, the almost famous caricature of, uh, and, and I'm like in this movie and in this documentary, there's all these people like, you know, they were buying and selling that image as a commodity, you know, like, mm-hmm. and, and people were eating it up men and women, but like, it's just crazy not crazy his attitude has not aged well but what is insane about that to me is is how encouraged it was then and how if you were to do that at all now you know will come for your career right and and it just speaks to like kind of societally what our problems are like why we are raising 18 year old boys who are total horrible sexual deviant monsters you know like because we've we were celebrating these images for so long telling you like, this is what you want to do become a rock star or a famous actor or something to become this. And it's just crazy. It's great that that ideology has shifted, but it, it happened like very suddenly and going from kind of one extreme to another. Yeah. And it like, it, it, it hasn't happened. It's still happening. I think like look at the shit Justin Bieber still gets away with. Yeah. Yeah. Somehow. That he is turd. a living tonsil stone of a boy. <laughs> <laughs> it just—it it was shocking to me. Yeah, um, just and right as right as you said, like he, but even that movie does paint him as a pretty horrible womanizing asshole. Like, yeah. and 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 he was. And I the first time I watched like eight years ago, I thought he was way cooler than I did this time. I was like, oh god, like. Well, even even like watching American Graffiti, there's a lot of cringy shit in there, and it's like. I don't know that the, when when they do it when uh, Matthew McConaughey gets creepy in Dazed and Confused, mm-hmm. he's kind of a caricature of an older dude hitting on the high school girls, right? But when that stuff that that sort of line of plot is happening in American Graffiti, which came out what like twenty years before, fifteen years before, or something, it's just kind of part of the scenery. Like they're not making a much of a comment with it. In fact, the the one of the dudes who is kind of a creepy date rapey guy through the whole thing kind of ends up being like he gets rewarded in the end. And it's it's just an interesting difference in just a few years of um of storytelling and societal awareness. Yeah, man, guys suck. Um <laughs> and it, yeah. it, it it's it's not one of those things where you're just like, well, where did it come from? It's like you, these movies and everything we're telling us to do it. Scrubs I'm rewatching and there's a lot of great stuff in Scrubs, but there's, I'm watching it with Sam who's not seen it. And there's just like every episode, something cringy. I'm just like, yeah. man, this is, 
very sex focused males. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, um, can I make a recommendation? Please. I think it, I think it might hit the intersection of Django and Jeff. Uh, it is, this is Spinal Tap. I have not, I watched it once when I was a little kid and I, I actually would love to watch it again. I think you'd get a lot more out of it. Yeah, um, I don't remember anything except for the Stonehenge thing. Right. And that's like the classic one. That's, that's the joke from that movie that you could remember even if you'd never seen the movie because so many people reference it. That is what has happened here possibly. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so I will totally watch this as Spinal Tap. Yeah. So I think we've teased these people enough. Yeah, uh, what came out this week that you read? Um, what came out this week? A couple of things came out this week. Oh, I was um, joking. But Batman: The Adventure Continues number two came out this week. How was it? Um, it was better than the first issue quite a bit. Oh, uh, I think maybe the tone just hit me a little bit better. Um, and what I'll say about it is that. I love Batman the Animated Series. This comic, this is basically supposed to feel like a continuation of that. What it feels more like is a continuation of the Justice League Animated Series that happened several years later. The okay. animation style is just a bit different. Like there's something very unique about the animation style of Batman, uh, the original animated series. Um, but they do do a thing where there's a full like double page spread cardstock, like title page looking thing like the animated series always did. You've probably seen collections of those online is it like super um, noir super art deco kind of yeah and they, yeah. there's just like there's a title card to every episode where a creepy song plays and has has who wrote and directed it um kind of like uh adventure time uh, they possibly. have like the adventure time has super painterly like like frank frazetta kind of versions of the okay. characters from the show how crazy that i have to say like probably because i've never seen adventure time <laughs> um but that's where we're at. But anyway, it, so it's very fun. And um, this sort of closed down the first arc. It was the second issue, the two-part arc. And right as I was like, oh, actually, this was pretty good. I get what they're going for. And I really like this. Um, the final page teaser is that Deathstroke's coming to town. I was like, no! Nothing, nothing <sighs> just turns me soft like Deathstroke. That's like... <laughs> Oh yeah, I'm Batman. I'm gonna go take a shit. Oh, why is this toilet paper scented? I'm exactly. supposed to be brooding. I just want to be comfortable and familiar on my throne. You have you have carpeting on the top of your toilet. Why, Django? You know what just occurred to me is that we should sh share a comicsology account. I would not use it. Okay, well, if you if you need it, like make the store buy it, but. Like no, I, I'm I just, just, I was just going to say that because another thing I read today was the new issue of five years. Um, okay, yeah, I would, I would read that, I guess. And it, uh, it's really interesting. That one um, is a really great example of every time I read a digital comic, I think I wish I was reading this physically mm -hmm. and I will read digital comics because I, you know, like whatever, I love comics and I don't have a huge problem with them at all. But um, that one, because it's a black and white comic, and because it's so detailed in the way that it's detailed, being shrunk down at all um, does something interesting to it. That's a thing yeah. that you could change with just the size of your monitor or your iPad or whatever. But um, yeah, it's, it's very interesting to read a black and white comic that you're used to reading physically, digitally. It's a, it's a weird phenomenon. Does it look good a little bit smaller? Because, um, you know, like the reason they draw comics double size is so that when they shrink it down, there's more detail. It, it, 
looks it's not necessarily the size difference that makes it uncanny it's like how digital it is like i'm way more aware of this what is it like you know when you ink paper and it bleeds a small amount into that white around it yeah that's just called bleed bleed it's there's a minuscule amount of it in all you know physical comics it seems yeah. like but particularly the paper stock that terry moore uses in in his books and and it just softens everything right and so a black and white book like that digitally like it is more detailed but then it's also starker and harsher and yeah. colder and it's a little bit more like walking into a hospital room interesting uh, yeah but it was a very um sort of coming together issue it sort of changes some directions and makes some things known i won't i won't mention it because i think it's rad that we're both reading that series both being so ignorant of like the bulk <laughs> of everything that it's building on yeah uh, yeah 100 percent. and i i've been loving i've been loving it. i even thought about bringing some of uh some of the old stuff home to read but i got a big stack going already nice um and then did you look at all at that friday book I looked at like the first three pages and then emailed you and said, what is this? And then we talked about it and then I ate dinner and I haven't okay. had a chance to go back. Um, it's gorgeous. So a cool thing, the company that is Panel Syndicate, uh, who first came onto the forefront when Brian K. Vaughn and Marcus Martin, who started the website as far as I believe, or as far as I know, um, they started doing the Private Eye. And is it the Private Detective? Private Eye. Private Eye. Um, and that was just a, it's a pay as you want model. So you can say a penny or $10 for each issue. And there's no time schedule or time frame. They just email you and new stuff comes out. And this is, uh, they've had several things come out. I think there's seven or eight things have come out on panel, sand, panel syndicate. And at, I think at least three, but maybe four of them are either Eisner award-winning or nominated. It's wow they have them all like all the things that you can read on the website, like just on the homepage and they have all the credits for it. And it's astounding. That's and I guess awesome. it's, it makes sense. Cause it's like 2015 best digital comic. And you're like, okay, like, right. Who are you up smaller. against really? Yeah, exactly. But, but it's also like private. Eye deserved some sort of award. If it didn't win that it deserved it. And I haven't read it yet for, I don't know why I haven't read me it. Me neither, but that, bud. No, I read, I read Private Eye, but... Oh, I read the first four issues. But I didn't finish it. The, the Walking Dead, that, that oh. one shot that they put out for local comic shop day this year, that was Panel Syndicate originally with... Um, who was it? It was Brian K. Vaughn and... Is it I don't remember. the same artist? It might be Marcos Martin. Yeah, I don't, or, I don't sorry, know. Sorry, uh, I was thinking Charlie Adler. Um, yeah, I don't remember. But, but like, those, those are pretty high-profile books. yeah. Yeah, and the other ones that are on there look rad. Um, yeah. So anyway, this is Ed Brubaker's first one of those, and it's a, it's like it's about twenty-two pages, and it is really gorgeous. Unlike the Private Eye, it is formatted formatted like a physical comic book would be. Um, oh, like is it's it? yeah. So it is double page spreads, and there's mm -hmm. some gorgeous. Sorry, it's double page spreads. So there's two pages on each window that you're looking at. So okay. it'll say like 16, 17 on each screen. You click to the next one. Um, oh, interesting. So you're, you're getting the iPad aspect ratio, but then when they print it as a comic, you'll get the comic book aspect ratio. It seems like it is. Yeah, and you can choose which ratio you want it in. Right. Uh, or, or sorry, you can choose to read it single page or double page or guided view or whatnot. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's really, 
interesting in that regard that it seems like it's made to eventually come out as a physical comic. Mm-hmm. Um, but Marcos Martin's art is just amazing. I'm halfway through a book that he did a long time ago right now. And I'm really digging that too. Yeah. He, and I, he's got a different colorist on this one, but yeah, it is, it is pretty, pretty incredible. Um, let's see here. Django, are you there? I'm here. Okay, cool. I've got a frozen face and yeah, it's I pretty got, cute though. I got your face. for. Oh, there you oh, go. Oh, they're back. Um, this is, you know, just like week three or four of how do you create content to put out when you are using kind of uh, cumbersome technology. <laughs> We're getting better and better. It's getting smoother. It didn't take really any time at all to set this one up, which was nice. I didn't cry at all trying to make it make the sound come through. Oh, bud. What'd you have for dinner? I had noodles. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. That's all. Just nice. Noodles and, and cheese and some wine. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Steak, asparagus, and mashed potatoes over here. Dude, we've been eating a lot of asparagus. Yeah. Oh, it's a it's an easy thing to make and it's it's just good to have. It's in season. I don't know if you're doing uh if, if you're if you've tried the farmer's market. No. Um it's open now and they have pretty solid distancing and and like stay away from everybody rules. Um but Erica has been loading us up on vegetables. It's been delicious. <laughs> I had a burger the other night. Just, you know, I I've, I've been eating a lot at home. I had a burger the other night and had to take a salt nap afterwards. Mm-hmm. Like I haven't I haven't had food knock me out like that in a long time. What did you acquire this burger outside of your home? Yeah. Yeah. It was like burger and fries from a restaurant. And and I was like, Whoa, this is, I had no idea that this, uh, that I could, that this was some, some superpower that I had gained at some point to eat a burger and keep moving in the day. It's, it is worth mentioning that like, how long, how long ago did we close the store to the public? um what day was it that? was like the March day 20th? before my birthday right it was wednesday morning yeah it was so, so, it, was, so it was one April. month ago tomorrow yeah yeah it was no. it was march 17th was the the last day we were open okay so it's been it's been like a month now and like the week before that sam's work had closed down so i that was when we stopped eating out so it's been like five mm-hmm. weeks since i've had anything that wasn't home cooked yeah so your story about the salt nap, and I am very interested to see what it's like to eat out because I love, I do it. Yeah, dude, I'm, I'm jonesing for a, like a big old pork burrito, and I'm mm. sure it's going to lay me low when it happens. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so that's the stuff. I read all of those things today. Oh, well, Friday we didn't really talk about, but it's a cool like young adult. Um, <clears throat> noir, it's like a noiry. He describes it as post-young adult. That's just a, that's just a adult. adults only. Um, it's sort of, but I think he means like sort of like post rock, like, you know, yeah. like meta. Um, but um, it's good. A young girl returns to her hometown. Something has happened. She's a private eye and she's young. Um, we just sort of meet a character in it. It's charming, but I, mean, I want you to read it. And we'll yeah, talk Brubaker, about it. Once. Baby. Yeah, exactly. Um, I paid three bucks for it. That's pretty good. That's Yeah. Yeah, it's That's like cheap. it's twenty-two pages, three yeah. bucks. Yeah, it's going right to the creators. I don't know. Pay, I like that model. If you wanted, coulda. If you paid, if you paid thirty cents, you'd probably just cost them money, though. Yeah, and there are people who will say one penny. You know, right? That's a dick move. It is a dick move. Uh, but yeah, I'll pay more when there's more. You know, money going around when yeah. you know when we're 
everyone's working. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, it's yeah. I don't, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole right now. No, no I did, not at all. Dude, I did deliveries to a lot of places today. Yeah. Tell uh, toss some names out, get them out at me. Oh man. Uh, Reed Braden, one okay. of my favorite places to deliver. They've got this really cool artsy place out in the middle of the, the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Um, I always, sure you've been out there three or four times. Yeah. And I keep, I keep going past like, I keep driving around from Linden to Ferndale and I've discovered that there's a road called Bob Hall road. Okay. That I seem to pass three or four times every time I'm out there. It's super weird. That's an artery that you need to get on. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Or something. I also went to, um, gosh, Carl Fresky's house. Nice. Drop some stuff off for Darren Belt. Nice. Um, a lot of Andrew, Thanos books. A lot of Thanos books. You bought that whole like five hardcover Starlin set about Thanos he's been putting out for the last like four years. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty impressive. I also went to uh, Andrew Carlson, friend, friend of the show, Fots's house. Yeah. Um, that guy lives in an apartment complex. It is so hard to navigate. Holy cow. It was when like... It was like MC Escher had made a parking lot for me to get lost in. The, the parking lot is crazy. And then even finding his apartment within the buildings, like there's tunnels that lead to dead ends. Like it is very much yeah. an MC Escher. He had to take, when I fed his cat during Christmas and he had to take a video of him like walking through the complex to his house for me. It was, um, it was not, it was not okay. Like I, I walked, I figured out that they had numbers on the sides of the buildings and I looked at the numbers and they weren't really in any order that made sense. So I went to the next building and I was like, well, those are different numbers, but they still don't make any sense. I looked at like five different buildings that all had the same street address before I found out that his was in another one that I should have started at. I can't hear you. Oh, okay. Start again. Oh man, I had lost your audio. Um, I'm uh, feel, but maybe, maybe my cord had been messed up. I think my internet was bad. Oh, cool. La- well, I last, love it. Last thing I said that this probably recorded was uh, that I I found his house and it was fucked up. <laughs> yeah, I had to deliver pizzas there as a young man, and yeah. it was terrible. And I knew it a little bit to go see Andrew. But then once you know where his house is, it's actually incredibly easy to get to. You're just like, yeah. bam, you, you can just park and then walk right to it. But yeah, it's an extra painting for sure. Um, so you have been reading comic books. I have. I have. I, I read um, Chuck Dixon and Scott Beatty's Robin Year One. Um, illustrated by Javier Polito. Um, and also Marcos Martin. That's a one-two punch, dude. Yeah. Uh, and I also, I'm, I'm partway through um, the sequel to that, which was Batgirl Year One, which is all Marcos Martin, I think. Gosh. So. Yeah. I, hmm, to just read a big Batman graphic novel. I, I do want to read Batman Universe. I'm waiting till the right time to do that. Although, if we're, depending on when, that book gets read and talked about. I might read it a second time and just read it the first time now, but to just my, my stack of comics of books to read doesn't necessarily have 
a lot of superhero stuff in it. I think my to read pile, I think that there's a lot more image things I've missed at times lately mm-hmm. that, that I intend to catch up. I think it's easier for some reason to keep up on superhero comics. Man. And, and I guess the superhero stuff that I'm reading is stuff that I fucked up early on and didn't read. Yeah. Like uh, immortal Hulk. I'm on volume four or five of that. And I'm loving it. That is rad uh then you're gonna get up and uh be where i'm at with immortal hulk and i'll need to to catch up to where everyone else is at yeah i'm probably in like volume five volume six came out the week that we closed so that's sitting on the shelf right now um i'm i'm super impressed with that book and just uh i'm i'm not as excited about the philosophy sides as as everybody else in the shop was but uh just the art and the storytelling in general is is really pretty rad a a thing about that book is that the art immediately doesn't feel like a book that i would be that impressed with the art by like every time an issue would come out i'd be like what it and then like several pages in you just like for some reason it becomes perfect for that book Mm -hmm. but it is very much of the alan davis school which i'm not hugely oh wow i don't i don't get alan davis out of it much i i see um lock and key mixed with um old man logan wow like the the precision of lock and key uh in in, like there's there's a certain precision of line and everything looks a little bit outlined and then just kind of the the detail and the ornateness of uh old man logan interesting mcniven when he's when he's drawing with a pen instead of pencils yeah, man, I love Steve McNiven. Hey, I, I got to get some ice. Get some ice, bud. That wine just goes down like water. The mind does? Wine. Oh, Lord. Whiskey and wine. Oh, is that Jameson? No. Lefroig. Lefroig. I, I spilled Lefroig on my couch yesterday. I dropped a bunch of Legos on it. And uh, That's now an my expensive whole... expensive mistake. Yeah, my living room smells like Band-Aids now. Ugh uh let's see what else have i been reading um it's really those like i i I had a hard time that's several volumes of hulk that's a lot yeah it's it's those and uh still picking away at east of west which we had our first book talk about did that go up on facebook like did we get a a thing it happened live baby right and then and then facebook stores it i think so i hope so i didn't double check but i'm pretty sure it's up there that's awesome because I think that it went really well. I was super pleased with it. Yeah, yeah, I had a, I had a really good time, um, and and I think, I think it sounds all right too. But I, yeah. So, are we gonna be doing that on Sundays or Mondays? Do you think? I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, if you're listening to this, that's the thing that we've started doing. We're gonna be weekly podcast about East of West, and we're gonna be doing another book as well. Maybe instead of I don't know, I should say it don't matter to me. Oh, okay. Hashtag whenever, bro. Hashtag whenever, bro. We got enough people on Monday, but we also had enough people on Sunday. So let's stick to Monday. Cool. Let's do well, it. Let's let's uh, set it in stone. I love it. Okay, Mondays. That's the thing that we're doing. So uh, east of west, and I think we're going to be Django. Do you want to unveil the other book that we're going to do? Oh yeah. Um, Did I just say it or not? I can't remember. I don't think you said it. Okay, good. My brain's um, fog. And I can't remember what it is. So uh, we're having a brain fog fight. It's number three. 
Yeah. Middle West. Middle West. Yeah, that's that right. That was an ambiguous hand gesture to try to get it off. It was, you know. It was an M. It was an upside down three, an M. If you will. If you use the, the negative space, it could be a W and a, an I. Okay. 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 Anyway, um, Middle West Volume 1 is uh, the next book club book. We'll do that a week from Monday. So yeah. I don't know. I don't know what day what day that is but it's probably like wednesday 20 uh wednesday april 31st monday april 31st who knows i can't even imagine thinking about time in that way but um you know on a monday (laughs) evening you can get those if you want to be a part of number one you can watch it it should be stored on facebook somewhere um and you could catch up with us on east of west i was surprised at like at how easy it was to have a discussion with people through zoom about it yeah, uh, I, I would have been nervous about doing it in pub, like in in person in public, but uh, even more nervous about computer things because they freak me out. Um, it just kind of happened. Had my, I had my first therapy appointment over Zoom. Oh yeah, how was that? It, well, it was fine because I've been seeing that therapist for you know ten years now, and he's one of my favorite people in the entire world. But if it were not someone I was that comfortable with, I would. It would be so uncomfortable. I just don't like. Yeah. I rely on a lot of nonverbal cues and mm-hmm. I put a lot out there and I don't get those when I'm on the computer. So I have to oh. be talking to people I'm very comfortable with. Good to know. Well, I'm pretty comfortable with you. Fortunately. Oh, God damn it. How am I supposed to sabotage you? Oh. If you're so comfortable with me. Speaking of sabotage and the comics industry and what they're trying to do to us, Django, <laughs> <laughs> why don't you tell us about, the big comic book day that Kate had today. So this will come up probably tomorrow or the next day, which is a subjective word. So this news may have changed at that point. Um, but today, a bunch of news came down the pipeline. Yeah, I woke up to the news that Diamond is hoping to resume uh, shipping new comics in mid to late May. Um, they also <coughs> said that might change. So we don't know for sure. Uh, I suspect that they are responding in part to Trump saying that he thinks that the the country can be back on track in early May. I think a lot of this is all related to that as well, which is these very controversial statements from him about opening things up again. Yeah, and, and Diamond is owned by a by a guy who is a, a Trump supporter. So if if he's that deep into going with what the president's saying, that kind of timeline makes a lot of sense for reality. I guess that remains to be seen. And I'm glad that they left a little bit of slushy verbiage in their announcement because they sure did. I mean, I, if, if we start getting comics way before we're allowed to open, it's going to be a real trick to, to get the right number and sell them to people without unlocking our doors. Uh, Just, just trying to deliver a package to everybody that normally comes in on one Wednesday makes me want to throw up because that's a lot of people. And it would be like, that would be a boon to us um, money wise, but it would be a super trick for us to Santa Claus our way around the County and, and get all those comics to people. So uh, you know, let's level up on our, problem solving skills and try not to throw up Django for sure. So yeah, anybody listening to this, you're probably a comic fan. So whether you shop at our store or at another store, I think all stores are going to have a really tricky time trying to order new comic books at a time where 
they may or may not have been open. And even if they've been open, they probably had massively reduced sales. So it's gonna be really tricky to be prematurely, preemptively, less trigger word, uh, footing bills. And uh, so yeah, if you are a subscriber to Comic Shop, there's probably gonna be a pretty important um, pay for your comics in advance period that yeah. all stores will have. So people um, reach out to store owners about that because it is, it's going to be a really interesting, <laughs> we're, we, we probably will only be ordering comics that have been already paid for by people who are for sure going to want them because at our store, we have a ton of subscribers and that's how we do a huge portion of our business. But it does mean that we rely on people to say they want a thing and then come in after it's come in and pay for it after the fact. And a lot of times people don't. And, um, and that's just part of, part of the business. Exactly. It's, it's something that is uh, unfortunate and not our favorite part, but totally absorbable under normal circumstances. And these yeah. completely abnormal circumstances turn that absorption on its head. Yeah, it's an inherent gamble that's like built into comic books and it's, it makes for a lot of fun as well. But um, it and is I a would gamble say, that won't be able to be played basically while this... Uh, virus stuff is happening yeah I, I would say if if you want to be a conscientious comic book customer reach out to whoever your comic store is and ask them <clears throat> what you can do to help them deal with ramping back up again because um i love that people have like supported us with gift certificates that they'll redeem when we open again um, and if everybody redeems those in one day, we're going to have a very confusing, uh, week of trying to make payroll. Um, Thank God we were able to stay open two months ago. How do we stay open how do today? We do it now? <laughs> and that's like, that's, that's not to, to say that anybody shouldn't cash those in at, a, at our shop. Like it's, it's not a big deal. We, we can, we can make it through that, but I could see where that would completely backfire on some stores. And if, if it's in your means to split that up over, you know, pay half cash and half your credit for a little while, or, you know, hold on to that credit a little bit longer than, than at, right after they open, I could see that that, that could make a really, really big difference to a store. Um, yeah. It's, it's, it's going to be super, super interesting. And I'm just so grateful that so many people that listen to this podcast are coming to our store just reach out and just say like, what's the best thing that I can do? Like, yeah. cause we'll tell you like, we'll, oh, you yeah. know, and, and that's, that's the, that's such a, a really cool, cool thing. And because of them, it makes it so that people who don't ask and accidentally do something that impacts a store in, a, in like a weird cash flow way, it makes it so that we can, we can deal with that, you know, like somebody who just doesn't, it doesn't have the same perspective as our store does. Right. Right. Uh, but that's not the only announcement that we got. No, this is momentous. Uh, I think it, that not since 1997 or 98, maybe even 96 has, um, have we had more than one distributor for weekly comics. And today DC announced that they were going to, split off, basically split the country into two regions, one region being served by a new distributor and the other region being served by another new distributor. Now they're not putting out very many new comics. Um, it seems to be maybe a week or two worth of comics spread out over three weeks. Um, but 
uh, before Diamond is ready to start shipping new comics, DC will let stores order from these new distributors, which, man, we could unpack this for like two hours, but it's, it's a really interesting move by DC. There's a lot of conjecture, people trying to figure out like, why are they doing this in this way? And um, the, the offerings that they have aren't like A-list comics um, for the most part. So it's, the, the whole thing is kind of weird. And then to, to <laughs> top it all weird. off, um, the two distributors, one of them is run by Midtown Comics and the other one is run by DCBS, which are two online subscription services that um, I think by and large, uh, brick and mortar stores are a little bit scared of because they're they're kind of like the big old gorillas that can, I think they get bigger discounts than we do. There's there's a lot of rumors that they get um, like ratio variants at a better ratio because they're such big buyers. Hmm. Um, Not that I don't they know need a better true. ratio because they're the only one buying 3,000 copies of a comic. But Yeah, right. But And, and who knows if that's true at all. But um, just like... It's, it's putting a lot of power into the hands of some uh, diamond accounts that a lot of retailers are already threatened by. I don't really care if they know how many copies of Daphne Byrne we order because... Because um, <laughs> three is three, bud. <laughs> if, if they took over our store tomorrow, they couldn't figure out how to sell those copies of Daphne Byrne. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that, those sorts of fears don't even occur to me. But what I do think is interesting is that while the deal is entirely different, in terms of what it's offering at all. We went from like the first big thing was like, oh, Comic Hub, you know, like distributors teaming with Comic Hub to maybe do this digital thing that's going to then, you know, like, and then now it's Midtown and DCBS. So it's like, it's shops or online presences combining with publishers to distribute. And like, in that is interesting. It's just, it's weird that publishers and stores or presences are, are being... It's not like just a brand new distribution service showed up. It's like right. a company that is now doing a new type of thing. Yeah, and it's and and DC didn't cop to the the ownership of those distributors at all. Um, the Midtown website or the the Lunar one of one of the distributor websites is owned by Midtown Comics LLC or something like that. The other one uh, happens to be in the same area code as DCBS. So it's just like, you know, very likely. The Midtown one I'd read, like, there wasn't any record of it anywhere, except for like, if you went to contact support, it contacted you to the same guy who, it's like, it's <laughs> Jeff at Midtown Comics or something. Right, right. Yeah, um, which, is, which is funny. Yeah, so like last time, people broke away from the diamond kind of, I, I don't really like the word monopoly for diamond. I guess technically they are. Um, but it monopoly seems so calculated and thuggish. Uh, and yeah. I don't, I, I think that the market for comic books is just so small that it's not really, it doesn't make sense to have another distributor and anybody who tried would be have a really hard battle in their hands yeah it's easy to villainize diamond comics because they are tech i guess maybe tech i don't know they're the only one doing what they do but realistically because it's such a small business it would just add a lot more work on our end and other people's end to have to be ordering a week's comics from a bunch of different places yeah and a lot of distributors work with a volume discount so like if you order this many dollars from us every year your discount is this percentage um, and we are solidly in the middle of a tier. So we could, 
we could like drop our order from Diamond by quite a bit, but we would also, and, and not lose a discount, but we would also have to raise our average order quite a bit to get a, like another half of a percent off or something like that. And splitting between multiple distributors makes that a more difficult bit of calculus for, for retailers. So what is your favorite and least favorite thing about all that? That's a loaded bunch of shit, buddy. <laughs> I'm just like, it. <clears throat> it is difficult. It's very difficult. It's going to introduce a lot of challenges, but I, I like seeing the wheels of comics turning at all. Um, like yeah. it, this means some will be able to come out digitally. Some will be able to come out physically. I like, I like change and I would rather live in interesting times than boring, comfortable times. And <laughs> well, you got your wish, <laughs> you know, like new, like six months ago, people were like, yeah, if only we could get another distributor. Right. And yeah. like, and now, now everybody like, freaks out. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, well, it's not how you wanted it, but like nothing ever happens the way you thought it would. So, you know, here we are, we've got this fucking thing. So let's, I, 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 I like that. And I like any forward progress with comics. And I, I, I hope that our, I just hope that we'll be able to get comics in and out of the store in a way that allows us to keep doing that exact thing. Yeah. I, I have a hard time finding a favorite thing about it because I don't, like I don't <laughs> think that we're going to be selling comics in our store in a week and a half, which is when these are supposed to come out. Um, I don't like the huge high pressure timeline that everybody has all of a sudden. And, um, and I honestly, I don't think the selection is really worth the, the hassle. Um, I agree. But because we have such a, like comic books in general kind of use the, like a, almost a crutch of you got to get it. You got to get it. You got to get it before the next one comes out. We can't not get these things. Right. So we kind of have to play ball. And what I really hope is that in doing that, it's not forcing 80% of stores to play ball, but it's, um, I don't know, like, like it almost feels like we're being made to do this thing. And I hope that enough stores are open that we're not, we're not being forced to do something that's bad for shops in the short term. Yeah. And and ultimately, I said both of us are favorite and least favorite thing, and I said uh, a good thing, and you said a bad thing, which is representative of our store, where we're less. Uh, it's more, you know, two sides of a coin. Well, I think I think the thing is like you're able to look at it pretty quickly from I miss comics and I want to read new comics perspective, and I miss comics too, and I want to read new comics too, but um, also I'm terrified of when the bills for comics start coming back in and we're still only able to deliver 20 people a day. That's, that's going to be a, a trick. Yeah. And you know, I, I also hate the idea of being made to do a thing. I just, I do think that um, a lot of people are in tougher situations than us. So I think that there will be enough. I think it'd be ludicrous for them not, not to be more safeguards in place as this moves forward. I, I yeah. think that, they will assess what needs to happen for stores to be able to order them and, and then they'll put them in place to do it because they, you know, they're trying, they, yeah, they'll lose money on them if people don't buy them. So yeah, I, 
yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be really, really interesting. I just, yeah, hope we can get them in and out, but yeah, I mean, also not being able to sell them from the store itself, like huge amount of the joy of the job is, uh, seeing everybody in the store and getting to talk about stuff and yeah, man, being able we're... to like turn people onto things is a bummer. So Mike, I think right now about 80% of stores are not allowed to be open. Right. Yeah. And by the time comics are coming out from DC, I think it's going to be a similar number. And for us to have gone almost an entire month without being able to sell new comics and then to have the first new comics come out, be something that we can't jump around and high five our customers about. Or even be super pumped about looking at you second printings of Batman 89 or whatever. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like content, content be damned. Like the content is not super compelling to me, but, but just like, Hey guys, we made it through the great comic book drought of 2020. Um, let's shout about it to each other from all the way down your driveway because I'm not coming closer to your house because I don't have enough masks. Well, I think it was always going to be that like, there is not going to be any abrupt moment of change again those were all in oh wait now we can't be open today oh nope there's no more comics at all like did (laughs) anything else is going to be slow there was not going to be like the grand reopening of the comics well that will happen the day that we reopen will make it a big thing but like it'll be big thing seven people at a time please exactly exactly it'll be like (laughs) that and a lot of people won't want to come downtown still and a lot of you know and all of that is good but yeah it's always going to be a slow thing and i just like trying a thing finding out what doesn't work about it and then trying to do it better, you know? Yeah. And that's exactly what this is. This is a bad solution. hundred yeah. percent, but it is people trying to do a solution. So I, 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 I get jazzed about that. Yeah. And, and like, I'm, I'm super excited about some of the ideas and, and possibilities and actually implemented plans that this whole thing has given us for different ways to communicate with people and sell comics and deliver comics. Like, We've, we've added another business kind of, well, completely on the fly and fairly seamlessly. Um, all Except for that one Wednesday. <laughs> so that one Wednesday, Wednesday. Yeah, I mean, you, you heard me melt down this morning over text uh, <laughs> about, about the DC and the Diamond announcements. And uh, I realized that the only other time that I've completely lost my shit uh, about coronavirus was that Wednesday. And so you've you've been around for all of my crying jags. I was just like, dude, you're being a bummer. <laughs> I think that's what I said. I was like, dude, you are being a bummer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it's a lot of a lot of tumultuous times, and uh, you know what? Everyone's having them. So ours are like pretty ridiculous you know around comic books i know it's very good (laughs) like it's very good i like that it's fun um it's it's ridiculous but it is like oh my god how are we gonna get daphne burns in fuck now we have to talk about daphne burn a book that we just want to joke about you know which is great um yeah yeah it's Ugh, i don't know i'd say yeah there's not a lot of novel happiness out there coming in so any comics at all i'll be happy to see but we don't use the word novel anymore, Jeff. Because they don't come out? Because it's the novel coronavirus. Oh, no. Novels we can't say don't the come word out. Trump. We can't say novel. <laughs> They're taking it all away. Um, okay, so then what's the, next, what's the thing? Like, what's next on your, your palette? Uh, you've got... Oh, um, bitch palette. Bitch palette? 
Wh- no, witch. Oh, I thought you were making a bitch planet pun. No. <laughs> bitch palette? <laughs> uh, Dude, of, I- of all the palettes, which one do you speak of? Which? Oh, yeah, like your, your, your media consumption. Oh, my media consumption. Um, like, I, so you've got uh, Fast Times. Fast Times is, is high on the list. Um, honestly, tonight it's going to be Fast and the Furious too. Nice. Too Fast, Too Furious? Yeah. yeah. Woof. That's yeah, it's not the a worst good one. one. Yeah. But you know what? I got time. Yeah, you do. And you know what, what about the final, the, 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 the final Fast and Furious? Um, uh, final Fantasy Seven. I've been Final Fantasy Seven, um, but the thing about the Fast and the Furious franchise is that three is way better than it than you expect. Oh, weird. Well, I like didn't watch it. I went and saw one and two in the theaters. One was like my favorite movie for a couple years, and then I was so jacked when like the cast came back for four, and I made a whole bunch of people in college go with me to see it in the theater because like it's an important franchise to me. But I had never seen three, and it wasn't until like six had come out that I was like, I guess I should watch three. Wait, three is in Tokyo Drift? Yeah, I like that one. Yeah, that's what I mean. It was way better than I thought. Yeah, and it has the kid the the kid from Sling Blade is the main character. I haven't seen it. Oh, buddy, you got to watch Sling Blade. It's a good one. I've heard that. I've heard yeah. that. I, uh... um, in addition to media consumption, I've been playing with Legos a lot. Mm. I, I picked up a Mindstorm set, which is the robot. Like it comes with three different motors, comes with a light sensor, a pressure sensor, an infrared remote, remote control, and... Um, one other one other thing i don't remember what the other what the other piece is but it you you can program it you can write and like drag and drop programs in your computer and send them to the lego so it's like turn the motor 3 degrees counterclockwise um go at, forward at 60% rate yeah um and so like Eli and I built uh, a little machine that you could feed Legos into and it would spit it back out and then tell you how long the Lego was and what color it was. Nice. Like it would say it to you. And then I took that apart last night and I added um, a motor and motorized steering to uh, one of the big trucks that I had built a couple of weeks ago. That is some wholesome father-son shit, dude. Uh, Eli wasn't helping. Like he helped with the robot, but the rest of it was all me. Okay, I was picturing you and him like, I'm teaching you coding and we're oh, putting that these... Part. He actually did better coding than I did on, on a big yeah, chunk of that. Yeah, yeah, he did. And then um, tomorrow, guess what, guess what happens? Is the Batmobile showing up? The Batmobile and the Bugatti. Oh. I don't know which one I'm going to do first, but they're both I don't, long. The Bugatti I care zero about and the Batmobile I care 10 about. So Yeah, maybe I'll bring you the Batmobile. No, no, put that thing together, bud. Put that <laughs> thing together. Um, you're going to enjoy that. Damn, you're going to enjoy that. Roman so came so by my house pieces. today. That is, it's all black pieces, you're right. <laughs> Uh, he did not come into my home, but I had to put volumes four, five, and six of Akira in a paper bag on my porch. Actually, I had Sam do it because I'm feeling a little under the weather and we don't know. Um, so, Roman's playing it safe. That guy is safe, James. He is. And uh, if we open the store up again, I hope he comes back to work. I hope he ever works again. I hope he ever leaves his house again after this. 
I hope for his sake that he doesn't. He seems real happy about it. He was just like, <laughs> I'm going to be over in your neck of the woods to go to the pharmacy between two and three. I can drop those off for you. And I was like, sweet. I'll put four, five, and six out there. He's loving it. Yeah. Loving it. Uh, loving you got it. That is. I picked up a couple of comics from Andrew Carlson today that are yours there in the shop. Yeah. An omnibus and a night hawk or night, night, night humper, night wing, night wang, night, night, good night moon. Is it the Nighthawk series? That yeah, it was the Nighthawk series. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I haven't read that. And uh, he he said he gave Django something to give to me. And yeah, it's, it's, said, it's at the shop. Cool. Uh, well, I'll get that at some point next time I'm in the shop. But who knows? Who knows? I uh, I miss doing deliveries. Um, gosh. Gosh. What else? What else we got? What can we, ju- what can we juice from this tonsil stone? Oh, wow. Wow. Final Fantasy that, VII, bud. That was really Planet. gross, buddy. Juicing a tonsil stone. Juicing a tonsil stone. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, man. I, I really, other than websites, movies, some comics, and some Legos, I'm not doing anything else. I did like I did have I've had some really I don't I don't even remember what I've talked about on the podcast and what I haven't, but I I've had some really fun conversations with other retailers that I respect a lot. That's been that's been entertaining. Dude, I'm I'm excited to hear all of Hibbs' um, relationship with the stuff from today. I know he's not a fan. Oh yeah, I haven't. I I saw all those announcements today, fumed about it, stomped around like a little baby for a while, and then went into filled deliveries, and uh, still haven't made it back to the internet to to see if DC's decided not to do it, if they've joined the the Comic Hub Club or or what. I mean, it wouldn't be the end of the world if they were like, okay, if Diamond's going to be putting these out in May, maybe we'll just wait to do it with Diamond. Yeah, I don't, I, I, my guess is that they have some contracts. Like for DCBS and Midtown to have both made new websites, yeah. um, like that, they, they can't do that without some guarantee that DC's going to follow through with their mm-hmm. end. But just from the, like, the base retailer backlash that I saw first thing in the morning, um, the response might not be what they expected. Also, yeah. like just as a whole, retailers seem to hate everything right out of the gate. Well, and the online retailers, the online retailers, a smaller which is, group of retailers. I don't I mean, know. It's not, man. I mean, sorry, it's smaller than the whole of retailers. Yeah, yeah, but I feel like it's it's probably the more engaged retailers because it's probably the people who are collaborating and and you know, discussing things and having direct contact with publishers. For sure that. But let's just take a second to talk about micro populations. So we've got comic book retailers, comic book retailers that use the internet and social media, and then the comic book retailers that use social media and actually speak up on it. You know, yeah. like I've been on Reddit for three years and I've got three comments to my name or something. So sure. Sure. So, I mean, well, yeah, it's just, there's, it is an, whatever that subpopulation is, it's a lot of, we need this and then they get it. And then they're like, who asked for this? This is a bunch of shit. That's so, yeah, that, that's what I mean. It's it's there's there's a very loud group online. As there like just online people are loud, you know, like the Reddit community is terrifying because the people that talk say crazy are are angry about everything because they're oh. angry enough to say something. What's your favorite subreddit, Jeff? Um these days it's our fantasy football and our Seahawks because I'm just looking that's the only place that news is coming about about, <laughs> about any industry that's not related directly to coronavirus. And the NFL draft is on Thursday. Um and I like our 
Whoa, dude. There's usually some pretty good visual stuff in there. And I follow a lot of like our bands, you know, like to okay. keep me updated on what John Frusciante. So like John Frusciante has a new album coming out. Giving it up for John Frusciante. Yes, okay. it's his other band. It's actually his electronic music alias Trick Finger, um, oh. which is rad. I um, got one of those. Yeah. Oh, I do the same finger trick for my nieces. Um, it's not a trick. He's actually taking half of his finger off and replacing it with the end of his thumb. Spoilers! Uh, Okay, 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 okay. So I read Contract with God because Roman picked a thing for me to read. Yeah. Um, What's a thing that I have that you're telling me to read right now and now I'm accountable to read it? A thing that you have? I don't know what the fuck you have. You've got those spirit issues from Darwin Cook that you gave me. Do you have... Images of Shadowhawk 1 through 3 by Keith Giffen. I have them in my file at Comic-Con. Oh, then I guess. Maybe, maybe I, guess I finally spirit, caved and put them in the go-backs. <laughs> I guess the spirit will have to do. Okay. I'd love to hear what you think of that. And okay. if you like that, I'm pretty sure that I have the same teams run on... All-Star uh, Western? No, it was before that. It was just Jonah Hex. Okay. Like, I don't think... I don't think Darwin did any all-star Western. Maybe, maybe he did, but he did a couple issues, but it was maybe near the end of it. The Jonah hex run was spectacular in the same way that the spirit run is spectacular, where it's just like a one and done in the spirit. It's like crime damsel, maybe a good one, maybe a bad one. Um, Punch them up game over. And the, (laughs) the, the Jonah hex one is similar in that it's like he rides into a town Sees a wrong, writes the wrong, kisses a girl, drinks some whiskey, rides out of town. But his face is messed up. People still cast him? Well, not much. Oh. Um, can I tell you my favorite subreddit right now? Yeah. Other sure. than I Bellingham? I forget that you used the Reddit. I, just, I saw your post and then I saw that you made a comment about how you did a typo. And I thought, I didn't notice the typo until the day after when you commented on the typo. My phone is a little bit messed up. Like the bottom half of the screen doesn't, doesn't hit the buttons that I expect. It's like You know what it is, is that your, your phone is a bit of a partier. I have seen I have, your, your phone, and I don't want to be the guy that's telling you this, but your phone has a bit of an MDMA problem. Uh, um, I've seen your phone at raves. I am very far out of that scene. I was never in that <laughs> scene. But for whatever reason, because I've copped to smoking any marijuana, your phone will text me sometimes and be like, hey, you got any Molly? And I'm like, dude, I've never... <laughs> yeah anyway so yeah your phone is probably want to misspell a thing or two i didn't notice it until i was playing a video game and and it kept releasing the thing before i lifted up my thumb so it's getting worse but it's nothing i can really replicate for a tech support guy anyway classic uh, raver other than the bellingham subreddit and a little bit on comic books i have recently discovered hold my cosmo oh which is you know like the classic hey dude hold my beer and then a dude does something super manly and dumb and gets hurt. Let's try this, this is, thing down. This is girls doing the same thing, but it's, it's rarely like a testosterone based macho thing. It's like high heels breaking or like dancing gone wrong. Or like there was one, one that I saw today where this lady was just trying to show off some kombucha and it exploded and sprayed raspberry kombucha. I've got all over that open right here, right now. It's, it showed up. I'm going to join this. It's like, 
when the, I the kombucha started, girl has showed up right now. Yeah. It, oh, it's hilarious. When when I first started showing it to Eric, I was like, this this feels a little bit kind of lopsided, sort of sexist, but it's just pratfalls and it's new pratfalls to me because usually I just see dudes getting hit in the balls, you know. And this the is the kombucha is very righteous, Django. That's a very righteous <laughs> sploosh I've seen there. And as someone who used to brew kombucha, I've never had that happen. That's scary. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it's a righteous sploosh, my friend. There's my advertisement for girls falling over on Reddit. We are scraping like. the bottom of some sort of barrel here, buddy. Yeah, everybody. You know what we're going to be trying to do is do uh, two shorter podcasts a week so we can get a little bit more variety in there, if you all know what I mean. Um, so oh, I know do. that we missed one. Things got really weird there. Um, I don't know if you guys blacked out. I think I blacked out, and it was just like a new week all of a sudden. Like I, I swear, have no I have concept of time. I called Django one day. I was like, are we behind on a podcast? Like, When was the last time we put up a podcast? It was like two <laughs> days ago. I was like, I don't know when i've done what for what week of time i the whole thing's broken down so every couple now of days our we're friday now our friday <laughs> so yeah probably we'll get a jang and jeff jang and jeff podcast once a week and, and then hopefully also a week of the two of us and somebody else uh gosh Do like bring this thing home? subscribe wanna, yeah like comment and subscribe we've got a youtube channel i should put some i think bear had something to say so oh yeah bear's, sometime soon bear is uh I could watch that guy's videos every day. Dude, he makes me laugh every day, Django. Every day. Although, now this is bad audio content, but I sent a picture of all of my bears to Django, to, or sorry, to Roman today. And it said, hey, Roman and Huckleberry, um, we miss you. And Roman sent me a picture back of his bear. And it is in a very Roman hat. And it is the cutest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> It's in his little Roman, like British golfer hat, and it's Barry in that, and because Roman also has a bear, everyone, um, and it's great. Oh, I also want to say that I did um, a ninety-person trivia through Zoom um, on Tuesday. How was that? Insane, and it worked really well. There would be like a giant Zoom room of ninety people that were all muted, and Randall, who does does it at Culture Cafe and um, Twin Sisters, and I go to Twin Sisters every Tuesday with my partner Sam, Jackie and Ryan Russell, and Roman. And so the five of us were on a team. So he would ask a question to everybody and then he would hit a button. It would break you out into a smaller Zoom chat of just you five people. And you'd be there for a minute and a half. It was actually two minutes, but it should be a minute and a half. Um, And you got to talk about it. And then you would put your answer on a Google Doc and then it would shoot you back into the main room. Wow. It was like a technological feat. I'm really impressed with him for pulling it off and for zoom for being able to do it. And it went for three hours. So was it sponsored by a business? Were there prizes? Did you um, pay anybody for your beer? Did you tip your waitress? Like how, uh, did, how did this Ryan work? donated two bags of coffee and a mug from Tony's. I mean, okay. Tony's did through yeah. Ryan who was doing it. Um, but no, he didn't, he didn't charge anybody and he didn't, it wasn't like, so nobody got any money. There was no exchange of goods aside wow. from the Tony's thing, which was randomly raffled off at one point. That's and everybody cool. tried to pay him at the end. And he was like, no, no, seriously. Like we all just need to be doing stuff like this. And then he was like, if you want to, if you had money, you wanted to spend, like go pay for like buy a gift certificate at a restaurant. He named a couple of restaurants he'd love to support. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. It was really cool. Um, one of these days we should do a live Facebook sale. I, I brought the comics home to, to set them out and, and set them up. So you know, I'll look for that on Facebook, people. 
I'll do it. I would love to do that. You just shoot me those issue names beforehand so I can learn some interesting historical contextual information oh, about them. Oh, I like that. You know how I do. I love to understand what was happening when a thing came out. Uh, this came out right about the same time that Marvel broke away from Diamond and almost sunk the industry. This came out, right? when Dude, so you know what I, occurred to me? Is that like, yeah, we're these weird three weeks of DC comics and it's some bad things and we have to use an alternate distributor and a lot of stores aren't going to order them at all. And I was just like, we can just not order some of these, which, you know, is what we're going to do with some of them. Um, but I love that we're contributing to this sliver of time where like, it's like the 35 cent stamp on Marvel comics, you know, like, you know, the 35 <laughs> cent variants, you know, like there is going to be this sliver of comic books that are just inexplicably rare. Yeah, um, because not inexplicably, totally understandable because all stores were closed and only some of them ordered them and they weren't printed very much and not as many people got them. And it's just going to be the, this really interesting hangover from a, a moment in time. Maybe. What if these were just sitting at the printer ready to go and it's a normal supply? Yeah. And like in we, that case, we really yeah. don't know. We For have sure. no idea. DC's being super tight lipped about it. Diamond hasn't told us what they have in their warehouse that hasn't shipped. Like, I love the They're idea. also being tight buttholed about it. DC, yeah. loosen up. Yeah, just just like, just exactly. chill. Exactly, just chill out. Rest yeah. those hands. Yeah. All right, buddy. Um, well, for Perfectly Acceptable Podcast, I'm Jeff, and I'm signing out, as always, just chill. Just chill, huh? I'm Django, and uh, I f- I'm, I'm less high-strung than I was this morning. That's a step in the right direction. And you got Legos tomorrow, and I'm going to read you my sign-off. I'm Jeff, and Django, can you hold my Cosmo? I'm Django, and I'm holding Jeff's car. Oh, 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 dang it, he stole my pratfall. Um, <laughs> oh, right. shit. I'll talk to you tomorrow, I'm sure. Bye, buddy. Bye. <laughs>